it's party time, Mom. You know, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to laugh at Jennings. It's Jeff. party time, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are assholes. Oh, Welcome to Nat- another episode of the Not So Chad Prather Show. I miss Natalie. <laughs> It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Bray, the show in the Mothership Studio 22. Thanks for joining us. Go over to YouTube, subscribe, and hit your notification button so that you'll be told every time I post a new video on YouTube. Come on, folks. Help me grow that sucker, man. Censorship is a real deal, and social media is out against us. And I'm telling you, if we don't stick together as conservative voices, it's going to get worse and worse. Worser and worser as we get towards the 2020 election, because I promise you, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, Whatever you are on and whatever you're using, conservative voices are being more and more stifled. Now, the interesting thing that I found is that a lot of people on the left feel like their voices are being stifled, too. That's because political conversation is being brought down to a minimum, and it's the algorithm just has it. So it's it's just hindering the free speech of things we want to talk about and the things we have convictions about. So you're not going to hear a lot of things that you need to hear. That's why I encourage people to go to blazetv.com slash humor, use promo code CHAD, get on there because you know what? They can't silence that. Once you once you sign up, and I mean we're talking, what, $6, $7 a month to have this, you can get all these all these political voices that, you know, differing ideas and opinions and, and concepts and things that you're not going to get anywhere else. And um, Party Foul Steve, sometimes he's on there too. And Where am I? You're nowhere. You're literally nowhere. Nowhere. Almost never. Like if you want, if you want the political opinions of a of a moron, then you'll listen to Party Foul Steve. But we want people like Glenn Beck and and Pat Gray and Chad Prather and Lauren Chin and Ali Stuckey and Mark Bowling and and Andrew Wilkow and um, Mark McLevin. Are these even real people? You're saying? I I hate you, and you're going to get fired. That's what's going (laughs) to happen right now. That's what's going to happen. And, of course, Graham Allen, myself, you know, there's just some, a lot of stuff going on. So get the blaze. Get on there. Go do it. And uh, also go to where YouTube uh, – I'm sorry, where podcasts are offered through podcast channels, uh, say, like Apple Podcasts. Rate us, review us, give us a five-star and a lovely review. Tell me how awesome I am. Awesome I, am. I love it. What I love you it. said. You just said all that stuff. So I love it. Well, sometimes I give myself you, a you, review. Keeping me down. You're holding my – I can't even speak. No, it's we It's like know algorithms. That. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the yeah. white man down. Yeah. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to Steve at watchchad.com. Do you know what? I've not received any hate mail at Steve at watchchad.com. Not one bit. That's right. They send it all to my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. It shows up. Yeah. It shows up. But the lawsuits are still pending. Uh, it's still yeah. pending. Steve doesn't understand this whole concept of being on a national stage and your words have consequences and things that come back to bite you in the ass. They probably do, but I'm just like, this is what you get. I know. Well, okay. It's, am I going to change my mind or change my, you know, how I say it? That's why people love you. Maybe so. That's Maybe probably so. why they hate me too. Eh, whatever. <laughs> you, you don't. Nobody hates you. You never get. You never think get I'm a moron. You're hurting my feelings. Ah, it's okay. it doesn't bother me. It's okay. I wouldn't do it if I didn't. For think a moron, you could take see, it. see, you're very, you're very fortunate because you have a lot of talent, and you're on a, you know, 
podcast, your own TV, your own all that stuff. I have zero talent. And I'm here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah. You, Except I pay you. Yeah, but you, yeah, I See? pay you. So, See? so tell and, me who's. And, and then know. I have. Uh, it's like it's like Graham Allen said. He's like, hey, you got all these college degrees. I don't have any, and we're doing the same thing. And I said, yeah, but I also have twelve more businesses. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, see how that I, works. Yeah. No, I know yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but no, you are here. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Every people day. love you. That's Party foul nation, baby. Party. Potty foul. Potty foul. Potty foul. The potty foul. <laughs> party foul nation. Party foul nation. You know what's coming? Partyfoulnation.com. They're coming. Partyfoultx.com. By the time this airs, I'm not sure Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, when this one will come out in a week or two, a couple of weeks. Yeah. We should have partyfoultx.com. Uh, yep. Should be out and about. Check it out. It is a community of people who like to have fun, red blooded, hardworking, blue collar Americans that fall down, pick themselves up, dust themselves off, blaze that trail, keep that head above water, float down the river, drink their beer, barbecue. Have a good time. That's right. Everything's better with beer. <laughs> we have a good time in Party Foul Nation. So check it out. Bougie Sean sitting over there in the peanut gallery. He's a part of Party Foul Nation. Look at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to go denim shopping. See, you and I love wearing denim shirts. We do. People want to make you give you a hard time about wearing denim shirts. People, you know, well, you, they don't make fun of you because you're black. You get away with everything. Like people can't make fun of you, but they, they like if they see a denim shirt. A lot of times, people are like, we know, oh my god, I can't believe what is your 1980s? You wearing denim shirts? I like denim shirts. Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I like wearing denim, but I need new denim. Like this one, this one is all huge and stretched out and stuff. I need to go get some more denim. Billy Joe Schaefer would be proud of you. I know, right? <laughs> so we're gonna go get some more denim, Shawnee. Oh, there's a couple of spots I know. There's a spot in Dallas called. Stag. Sag. I don't go to Dallas. Oh, okay. Then I'll go it for you. Call Sag. That sounds like stag. expensive denim. S T A G. It's Stag. Oh, yeah. Stag. Yeah. Listen, I go to a completely different <laughs> Stag place in Dallas. Okay. Whole other, whole other shopping adventure. With you know, that who, you know who likes you know who likes denim too. Glenn. He's, Glenn he gets, loves denim. He gets his double RL stuff. I can't. Afford, that's a, that's out of my price range. Yeah. I, so I was online the other day looking at some denim stuff. And they had like $850 denim shirts. And yeah. I'm like, you think I'm going to order one? Even if I had that kind of junk, I like if I was banking like that, I'm still not going to order it online. $850 yeah. and I hadn't had a chance to try it on. It might fit. It might not. It might not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought, some, I bought some new jeans the other day online and they sent them to me and, and, uh, they're a little big, but I'm going to wear them. <laughs> Did you set your phone up in front of you and it measures your jean size and stuff? I didn't know you could do something they like that. They have something like that now. Is that an app? Yeah. It's really? a store that it sells just, a, that does that. Yeah. No, I, didn't know. I wouldn't use it either, but. No. Do you, no. Know how, do you know how, if you're in the store and you don't want to try jeans on, do you know how to determine that they'll fit you in the waist? Put a leg around your neck. You put it, you put the waist Put the take oh, the, waist, yeah, the, the, the belt waist. line, the waist, wrap it around your neck. Oh, we're gonna have to test this out. <laughs> if it fits, if it fits around your neck, it'll really? fit around your waist. I have a large neck. 
Well, pretty thick neck. That's my waist. That, have you ever seen yourself you from the side? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's the if you, if you, <laughs> I've never tried. Can you? That's kind of funny that you can imagine putting that on your neck and running around the store. Now you look a little weird when you're standing in the store and you're wrapping jeans around your neck because there's people who don't know that trick. Yeah. But it's actually it's accurate. Now I'm sure there's probably some body types out there, some body that that doesn't work. Somebody's doing say, it right now. I, I mean, Jennings. Say, Sitting I'm, over there I'm going. I'm awfully sorry to Candace for this, but I'm going to call bull. <laughs> it depends. I bet it wouldn't be. T- uh, yeah. You're, there's, yeah. A, there's a guy yeah. at home right now. He's taking his pants off right now just to put them around. My God, I'm going to go try this. There's probably girl. lots of people But at home if you're human off. size, Jennings, like if you're a regular human size, then that well, works. They say that like your middle finger. Yeah, okay, here, let's stop. Like where the you're same talking. length as your foot. Or <laughs> okay, yeah, stop. <laughs> stop, honey. Get my Wranglers. Puppet Master Mark. Let me tell you something. This is why. This is why the Puppet Master makes his money over here uh, when he's flying the Starship, which is in Studio Twenty Two. Is Mark knows. Mark knows when things are getting out of hand. He knows how to mm. mute the microphones. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and just and like there's been times when you've been sitting in the peanut gallery and you're just talking, and we just mute it. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. We Nobody have to keep the IQ of the show at a certain level. So sometimes, well, if you notice, to, like Steve in the peanut gallery, he'll just get to talking over there and having a conversation with whoever we're sitting by. Oh yeah, and forget that we're having a show here. Yeah, you know, forget yeah. that we're hanging out. That's usually when I was drinking whiskey or something. Usually, yeah. usually, it's, it's that yeah. predicament. You can have two shows happening at the same time, and uh, you know. I always go with you because you're the host. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, hmm, I guess I'll go to, to Chad's logical. show right now. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. his name is on the box. Yeah. It <laughs> Until is. Jade shows up. For now. <laughs> and that piece of tape over there with her name on there goes over it. And, of course, the Starship would not be complete without uh, Ned Sanders sitting back there on the back wall. Ned Sanders hanging out. He is the brother of uh, Bernie Sanders. So Ned San- he's the younger brother of Bernie <laughs> Sanders back there yep. hanging out. we got to put some pants on Ned. Yeah. Got to put some pants. Hey, we out? also have a uh, what's her name, uh, Candace. She's here today too. Oh, oh, thanks. Now you're hosting the show. That's <laughs> well, great, just, man. I, wait, wait. You went to Ned. You went from Mark to Ned. Yes, because I like the go, recall she, on the name. I like the amount of time it took you to think of my name. To think well, because like, I was going to do the whole Candice Queen of the Ethiopians, but that's you know he's the host, so he should say. No, that but part. nobody knows now. I mean, you might as well just take over. We're just doing I mean, whatever geez, we want. There's a reason. There that's is a fine. rhyme and a reason to this. We, oh. we get we get to Candice momentarily. Okay, I didn't know yeah. if you just well because Candice is playing a very crucial role in today's episode. Oh, because this is going to be one where she reads off her topics that we can discuss amongst ourselves. Oh, so I jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you really shot your wad pretty early on that one. It's good. So it's we're not put, unusual. We're going to put our heads together, and it's going to sound like a bowling alley. All, All right? right, let's do so it. So we got we got some we got some good stuff over here. Candace, could you start us off with something easy? Oh, hold on. That's right, just pull it at random. That's okay. Just pull it at random. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other dimensions? Other dimensions, yep. like the Marvel universe. That kind of thing, like alternate realities yeah. that are going on Parallel at the same universes. time with us? No. Nope. I think so inside our head. Do you want to elaborate on that one, Steve? Nope. Nope. <laughs> what are the... <laughs> are there other dimensions? Are, okay, are, again, we get into the whole spiritual aspect of it. Yeah, there are, there are spiritual dimensions. You know, Shakespeare's got the great quote about there are you know, far more things to this 
earth that we can, you know, feel and see. And it, what's what's the quote over there, Jennings? I always mess it up. You get this wrong every single yeah, time. Yeah, no, I do. What's it say? Uh, it is uh, now. Now I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, it is uh, something like there. There are far. Far more. Um, yeah, that's where very helpful, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've yeah. now forgotten it too. I it's because I, I always, I always good job, gentlemen. Good job. Far more, far more uh, things in heaven, in heaven and on earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. There you go. But it's not things; it's something else. But that's that's yeah, that's, that's, that's the means. essence yeah. of it. Yeah. So you know, is there a world, a spiritual world? Yeah, I believe that. I think I think there is. I think we are. I, I think uh, we are eternal beings, and so. You know, where does that world exist? Is there God? Is there angels, demons? You know? So, yeah, in that regard, I think there's other dimensions. But are there simultaneous parallel running dimensions where there's other humans out there, other us's? Nah. Nah. Steve, going, going back to the different dimensions in your head that you referenced, would you like to elaborate? No. Well, what I mean, the human mind itself, and we like we would like to believe that there's something – else over there where we're either you know hopefully way smarter <laughs> way better i don't know so do you guys this will get the online community talking right here let's ask this question you know just kind of dovetail off of that is is uh religion something created by man to control the masses you know uh who was it carl marx who called it the opiate of the masses it, religion was the opiate of the masses in other words it, it keeps people under control that's what keeps us out of complete and total anarchy where people just would run amok and do anything they want to do, rape, kill, spill, pillage, and steal. I mean, you know, is, is, does religion keep people in check, or is there reality to religion? I think that's a question that we, you know, even as a believer, we still question that. We go through, and that's where we go through stages of questioning your faith and your beliefs and stuff like that. And I think, it, I think it's kind of healthy, though, to do that. Sean? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think if you look at the way the Egyptians— ran everything the way Native Americans ran things, it's you always had a higher being to kind of keep people under control. Of course. Yeah. The same with the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages during the during the Protestant Revel- Reformation, whenever they, you know, told people they had to pay their had to pay their, their tithes and their offerings and and, you know, put their money in the church and, and then stay protected from the gnomes and the witches and the ghosts and the goblins that were out in the woods. And that was actually taught from the church and things like that. So there is that aspect of that. I think that we, again, I go back to we're eternal beings. I think I, th- I don't, it just doesn't make sense that we're accidents. It doesn't make sense to me. And that's like putting a stick of dynamite under a big old pile of building supplies and it blowing up and a house is formed. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, just, just if one minute change to our earthly existence and, and, and creation, I mean, if the, if the moon was 300 miles closer to us, we'd be covered in water. I mean, you know, it's just this. Just too many things from the, I mean, look at a look at a giraffe. The giraffe has a long neck, right? How its heart beats just enough for the blood to get to its brain, not too much, or it would kill it. Too much blood going to the brain, but it goes all the way up that neck, gives it just enough to survive and to function as a living creature. But it, it, it but it's exactly regulated for that physiology, that anatomy. Look at the the bombardier beetle. I mean, if it's an evolved thing, bombardier beetle has two different sacs. When those sac and it's they're completely benign when they're when they're the 
you know, the liquids are inside those two sacs on their body. But whenever they go into a defense mechanism, they squirt out both. They excrete both of those fluids out of their body. When they mix together, it comes out like an acid form. If, if they were evolving, one of those sacs would have evolved faster than the other one. Those, those, those chemicals in their body that's produced would have mixed together and they could not have ever survived. So how do, how do you explain that? You, that's, not, that's not accidental. I mean, you, you look at things like that. It's, it's those mysteries like that that make me think we're not just this product of time and slime. I, I think we're a product of a, of a design, and we're a product of, of creation. So somebody it, was a grand architect in the whole thing. I've heard thing. someone describe it as you can't take all the pieces to a watch and throw them in a clothes dryer and turn it on and, and ever get a watch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So are there alternate realities? Is there, are there other? Yeah, but if that's the case, and then – then if there is, then there should, then there will be other dimensions then outside of just earth. That's the thing. Like, it's, I don't know how, like how far do we know the universe goes, the solar system goes in a sense. Yeah. It's still it's undiscoverable. So there could be other dimensions in that case where what if we aren't in the only dimension, then we're, then we were just another accident, this, this happy accident that just happened and it happened to be earth. I mean, I love it on men in black, you know, when they shut the locker and, and then, and then it's just this a marble, just a marble. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's giant other it, universe. It makes you think. Yeah, <laughs> you I know. never know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, we, we could just be a little flea on a turd somewhere, some little atom on a. No, anyway. but I truly, if you want to go out that as far as like life somewhere else, yeah, I believe that. So it's way too vast not to be. That was a dimensions question. You said I don't know that that's a dimension, though. I don't know that that's another uh, another that would planet. exist in the same dimension in which yeah. we live. Yeah, but I'm saying in our dimension, I believe yeah. there's something yeah, else. I mean, I, and I always like to look at the practical aspect of these discussions. We're not just talking. We're not just throwing ideas out there. What is the practicality? Why even ask that question? Well, because because if there is another dimension, then there's something that you have to think about, and there's ultimately a responsibility on your life to deal with that. It, let's say if there is an eternal dimension, there is a spiritual dimension. You got to come to some kind of reconciliation with that in your own life. What are the ramifications for that? And that's something that people have been dealing with for centuries, millennia. Is is what are the ramifications? You know, again, uh, you know, the Bible says that God has put eternity well, in our hearts. I mean, that that means, you know, from everlasting to everlasting kind of thing. There's there's something bigger inside of you that exists. So, anyway. so if you talk, if you're talking spiritual and physical realms, are those different dimensions, or is this all in that same? I've said this before. I Jennings and I have talked about it. I'm a trichotomist in that I think that we're made up of three distinct parts. Okay, so I feel like there is there is body, there is soul, and there is spirit. Your body, of course, is that mobile home. It's the thing carrying your stuff around. It is actually the least big part of you. In your case, Steve, literally a mobile home. It's a it, it's hey. a suitcase you're carrying your stuff With the around. The wheels in. off of it. The next level which is bigger than your body level, because let's face it, the body is finite. The body is what it is. It has its narrow dimensions. One day it will pass away. It'll stop working. And then it's going to turn into dirt and dust and whatever. And so, but let's take, let's take you, then you move to the level of the soul. All right. Your soul is what I would consider your mind, your will, your emotions, your volition, your ability to make choices, it's a little bit bigger because your mind is is expanded bigger. You think bigger than your own physical limitations, which is your body. 
and then go further than that is is your spiritual person. And that goes back to what I believe we were talking about. Shakespeare said, because that spirit person inside of you, I think that's that place that, that you relate to God, because in Genesis, you know, I was listening to Larry, the cable guys uh, weekly roundup the other day. And, and he's always talking about, he's like, you either, cause he's talking about climate change. Right. And if you're not on, you need to watch it on, he mentioned me on the show the other day. So I am going to give him a shout out too. If you have Sirius XM on Fridays, you need to listen to his three hours, basically a podcast, but it's on Sirius XM and they, they deal with some real issues on there. It's, it's fun and it's funny, but it's informative. So they're talking about climate change and he brings some good people on there to talk about it. But he said, you either believe in Genesis one through three, or you don't. Okay. If you believe in, in essence, he's saying either there's a creator or there's not a creator. Cause they were talking about climate change and things like that. Well, in Genesis, it says in, in Genesis two, I believe it says that, that God came walking in the Genesis three, God came walking in the cool of the day, uh, to visit with Adam and Eve. Okay. And that, in that, um, let me back up. It says he breathed into him the breath of life when he when he became a living being. That uh, breath of life, he became a living being. A kaye nafesh is the Hebrew there. It talks about a lifed soul. So so he breathed into his soul, his mind, will, and emotions, life. Okay? He had a body, mm-hmm. but then he breathed in him the breath of life, the kaye nafesh. He breathed into his soul. He became a lifed soul. And then it says he would come walking in the cool of the day. Because after they'd sinned and they had hidden themselves, it says that God came to the garden walking in the cool of the day. He was literally coming to relate to them, to commune with them, to disciple them, to mentor them, to teach them. God was interacting with them. But now there was a separation. Why? Because their spirit had been broken. Their spirit had died because of the sin. And so God, so, so here it was, their bodies, their souls all had life. Their spirits had life until they sinned. And then God could not, that, that ability to relate to God in the spirit was gone. So guess what? Their spirits died, spiritually speaking, their souls and their body began to die at the same time. Did they die immediately? No, but their minds became corrupted. Look at men today. Minds, their choices became corrupted. They couldn't, they, they chased after sin rather than righteousness. Their, uh, their hearts became corrupted. They thought about they, yeah, they pursued evil rather than goodness. So you see what I'm saying? And then ultimately yeah. your body decomposes as well. So that's the way I look at it. That's why I'm a trichotomist. I believe, I believe there's three parts to us. There is. So at what level do you, do you relate to that other dimension? I think it's in that spiritual level. There you go. And now we've put everybody to sleep. There we go. Sunday school hour on the Chad Prather show. And I'm drinking whiskey. That's what Sunday school was always missing. (laughs) (laughs) That would have made, like, you could have gotten so so many more people to Sunday school. The Catholics were doing it right. Doing the real wine? Real wine. They did it Jesus style. I went to church with my wife the first time they were having bingo night, and they had a keg. I was like, I'm Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is historically been one of the the biggest problems, uh, besides pedophilia with the Catholic Church, (laughs) has been been alcoholism amongst the priesthood. Hey, wouldn't doubt it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got, Candace? How does all this stuff always turn into the spiritual discussion? I, know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know who's driving the ship, Chad. I mean, I, Mark. <laughs> you guys went to dimensions. That's why. I mean, I don't know where Ned Sanders came from back here. I don't. He nope. came from some dimension. Get him hanging Amazon. out back there. The dimension if, of Amazon. Hey, quick question about that. What if we discover aliens at some point and uh, they are sinless? 
they haven't fallen, then what? Good for them. <laughs> Maybe that's why they left here when they got here. Here's what I'm going to say. Back. Don't move in there because you're going to f*** it all up. <laughs> 25, 37. 5, 37. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, so there you go. Don't don't mess with that, all right? right? I found one of Metro Jason's shirts at my house, and now I'm concerned. Whoa. Metro Jason just came <laughs> in the studio here. Metro, I'm like, whose T-shirt is this in my drawer? What was it? And even Jade, Jade said, Jade said, well, it could be either Sean or Jason's. And I'm like, what the hell's going on in my home? <laughs> I only wear Snap Pearl shirts. I don't wear T-shirts. Yeah, Jason, we got to talk. No, seriously, y'all have fun. <laughs> Whatever keeps mama happy. <laughs> Whatever keeps mama happy, I'm good with it. Mm. He don't remember because it was dark. <laughs> exactly. I could hear her over there calling somebody's name. I don't know why she wasn't calling mine. I was finished for three minutes. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Next question. <laughs> we got a new bed. How do you like it? <laughs> yeah, Jason's been over the house. Golly. Let me call my wife. Get her on the phone. She's at lunch. She went to a lunch meeting. I'm going to get her on the phone, though. Let's call her up. Let's call Jade. Uh-oh. Yeah. Put her on speakerphone so we can all hear. We should call my mother. My mother okay. hates when we do that on the podcast. Be great. I know. No where's, better time than now. Where's Jade? Uh, Mom. Yep, there she is. Let's call her. Put See her if she answers. If your mom's going to answer. No, this is, this oh, is Jade. Jade. You have Jade listed as mom? Yeah. Here's a reason. Hello? What are you doing? I'm having lunch still. Okay, good. We're podcasting and you're on. So here's what I want to I want to talk about the fact that I just found Jason's t shirt at in in our house. And and I told you it was one of theirs. <laughs> one of theirs. Yeah, see? Just threw Sean under the bus too. But but so I, I was telling him, and so he just walked in the studio, and he said, "Well, why?" I said, "We got a new bed. How do you like it?" He said, well, "Why do you think I was late?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I probably shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and all I, I said, as long as Mama's happy, that's all that matters. Oh my gosh! I know. You're so bad. I know. Well, apparently you are. <laughs> apparently you are. Have your boyfriends have your boyfriends take their clothing home with them, okay? Maybe you should be not collecting their clothing when you're on the road with them. What are y'all doing on the road with each other? Whoa. You know what? What happens on the road stays on the road. Whoa. <laughs> I guess what happens in our bedroom stays in our bedroom. Well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not, because now we're talking about it to the entire world on the Chad Prather well, show. You are. You yeah. are. Well. I didn't ask you to call me and talk about it. You're a dirty woman. You dirty woman. Oh. <laughs> I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. All right. So there you go. There you have it. Everybody thinks Jade's so sweet. Thank yeah. God she didn't answer the phone by saying something like, uh, yeah, the? I just knocked over the bank we talked about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Took an Jade, awful risk there, uh, yeah. man. Jade, Jade's not. She's risk averse. <laughs> what else you got, Candy? Okay. Um, should we have the right to choose death for ourselves? Like, you know, like assisted suicide? Yeah. Or- yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. yep. Consensus. I think it's a slippery slope, but yeah. At any time during life? Yeah, not just like if not you were just if you were terminally ill end. or Yeah, not just if you were terminally ill. Should there be certain requirements? That's tough. Because then you get into me- mental illness. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Let's say one of your loved ones wanted to end their life. They're going to do it. They, they've made up. I mean, because let's face it, some people talk about it because they don't want to. And some people do things like take a handful of pills and they're hoping to be saved. It's a cry for help. They don't really want to die. Um, I've heard testimony of people who jumped off a bridge. And as soon as they jumped off the bridge, they lived. They lived. It didn't kill them. Uh, but they jump off the bridge, say the Golden Gate, San Francisco. And they said immediately, as soon as I jumped, I regretted it. I, I, I knew I'd made a mistake. Um, but then there's people who are, are defiantly going to kill themselves. They are going to kill themselves. They, they've made up their mind. Boom. They're going to do it. I would much rather know that someone went and someone administered that to them. Is it right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, from, think just it, think about this. I would do that. I'd rather do that than to walk home, walk in the bathroom and find them hanging from a belt or having blown their brains all over the bathtub. Yeah. If there was a place that they could go, put some money in a vending machine, get a pill, go lay down, go to their special room, take the pill and lay down. You've thought this through okay. a lot. I, I mean, look, no, I'm thinking about this on the fly right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking I'm thinking about I'm thinking through it because I'm like, OK, so what is the deal? Is it morally right? No. No, of course not. Uh, again, we go back to life being precious. Is it is it morally right? No. So it, to that degree, I would have a hard time. Like if there was legislation on the table to be able to do that, Candace, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with it because, I, because I think it's too slippery of a slope that you get into. And I also worry about even if it's a person who's sick or ill or old or whatever, I, I have a problem with that. Although I think they should have that choice. It, it has to be highly Regulated, but again, you're you're asking the government to be involved so. in your life, and at what point in time do they take over and start saying, "Okay, we deemed you unworthy of life. Now we got to make room for everybody else, and we're going to get rid of you." Uh-huh. You know, so now euthanasia becomes a major deal. But but at the same time, the compassion side of me says, you know what? Screw it. If I if I got in terminal cancer and I got four months to live, and I don't want to go through. I mean, I, I had a you know our uh, our lunchroom lady. Our lunchroom lady back in high school, she was a sweetheart. She she was there for years and years and years and years in our high school. Back when my brothers were there, everybody knew her. She was she always would us all the games, baseball, basketball, football. You know, everybody loved her. You know, and she got a very painful cancer, and she'd seen her husband die with cancer, and she just didn't want to go through that pain, so she shot herself. And it was a sad, sad thing. And uh, you know, I look at a situation like that, and I think that should be an easier. Way. Yeah, I, I wish that there had been something that was that was more merciful in that regard. But and, and, I, and that's just one to, story. I've known a lot of people yeah, like that. Don't you think though that people can find a? I, I mean, maybe not people who are not legally hospice care, but like you could find a, an easier way or a less messy or tragic way to do it. I, I think that when somebody makes up their mind to kill themselves, I think they're so out of their right mind. I don't think that that level of logic yeah. comes into it. No, you're probably right. But then it, you have, like, sorry, you have suicide tourists who travel out of the country to do assisted euthanasia. Yeah. And it's people who are, you know, terminally ill. And there was a documentary that I saw, and there's a whole process where they have to actually be healthy enough to be able to drink the concoction themselves on a video camera. Yeah. No one can help them. Socrates. No yeah. one can, like, help them yeah. with the straw. They have to drink it all themselves. And then when they pass away, the company turns over the videotape to the police department well that's kind of like you know dr kevorkian didn't he set all his stuff up and then they had to be the ones to well, push yeah. the button or something or well it was i mean that's why oregon has oregon you you, ha- you can do assisted suicide in oregon and right. i mean 
I don't know, I saw an article about a girl in the UK. She was a teenager. She was 16 years old, and she had mental issues, and she had, you know, she went through uh, physical issues as well. But she got to the point where she said, "I'm going to kill myself," and she had to go through court. And she, her parents were like, her mom was like, "Okay, I know this is bothering you." She was uh, uh, this uh, bulimic, and she just had she just had issues, and she had mental issues, and she went through the whole process. And at 16 years old, she says, "I'm going to kill myself at this age, at this time." And she went on her last podcast on Instagram and. Posted like I'm going saying but goodbye to Earth because I don't belong here, and she killed herself. Her mom said I'm going to miss her, and that was it. But that's a you know it's a point where she wasn't she wasn't there was nothing terminally wrong with her. She just felt that she didn't want to live anymore, so she said okay I'm going to kill myself. And in the UK, I guess you're allowed to do that. That's a, that's where it's a little yeah. There should be no question that it shouldn't be legal for minors. That, yeah. that, that, that that's that seems... that's weird there. But a person that's you know like I said going through stage four, do you want to look through that process? I mean, cancer is a beating. I don't have it, thank God. But you know, you don't know what's going to happen to you, and you don't know what that process or the pain is going to go through to live through it. Do you want to live through that pain? Make sure your kids see it. Make sure your family goes through the the medical bills. All this. I mean, hey, yeah. And I would be, <clears throat> we would be remiss if we didn't at this stage in the game because I know a lot of people watch this podcast. If you have those thoughts, get help. Call a hotline. Talk to somebody. Get get the help you need because because it's very real. I get messages almost on the daily of people saying either their life was saved because they watched something that we put out, or you know they're on their last leg. You know what do I do? I, this is just and so some of those are a cry for help. Some of those are genuine. And I'm just saying you got to get the kind of help that you could get. I'm not the guy that's going to give it to you. I can't. I'm not qualified for that. Um, I'll encourage you. And I'm encouraging you now, and I do the same thing all the time. I said, you've got to keep your head up. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to keep taking those steps because it's like I've said over and over again, if, if you feel it like you're at rock bottom, there, success and failure are both imposters, right? So you can, take, you, you can lose success. You can lose failure. Same thing. You can beat both of them. <laughs> one you'd r- r- like to keep, one you'd like to get rid of. But you know what? Both of them are just we, as phony. We've been very fortunate with the guests we have had on that we're able to you know reference because i get some online messages too sometimes like that and i'm able to have a reference to send them to well you know studio 22 we have different reasons for calling it studio 22 but of course we remind ourselves that there are 22 veterans every day that are taking their own lives these things should not be we want that zero and uh you know life is valuable life's worth things um and and that's why i say should somebody in a certain scenario should they have that right your life, I, I, I tend to think that I guess that's the libertarian in me that says, I, yeah, but when you start regulating, it gets dangerous. It's a slippery slope. Yep. So anyway. All right. Thanks. One more, Candace. Thanks, Candace, for bringing down the room again. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Wow. You're the reason I drank, Candace. Can yeah, we talk about awesome. chicken wings? Today's Can we do something that's like uplifting there. and positive and <laughs> <laughs> You got one, Steve? No, you take them as they come, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Party All foul. Right. Um, is it possible to live a normal life and never tell a lie? <laughs> think about it pass <laughs> is it possible no i don't think so no. i mean a white lie has never hurt anybody it's you know you need what's a, a normal life that's what i would have to ask wait what do you mean by a white lie i mean if i tell my kids like when my kid what's your name yes. elijah cummings yes it is if my kid says, is there candy? And I say, no, there's no more candy. I don't need somebody saying, but there's candy right there. You're lying no. to your kid. Again, yeah, what's right a normal life? Yeah. Could you not say, yes, there is, but you can't have it? That's that's too much. She's she's at that age where she's talking back, and I don't like to talk back. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. I lie to my kids all Did the time. Did Jesus like live a normal life? He didn't lie. Did He did. He also didn't have kids. 
<laughs> he wasn't hiding no candy. But he had a bunch of fishermen who were just as childish. Yeah, probably. So, so there was, you know, he had to deal with a bunch of, you know, dirty cussing men. So that was, you know, that's the way that was. It, it, I know people that are, they're liars by nature. Just, True. They just talk and everything, you know. They can't help but lie. Yeah, they can't help it. I know um, a few people like that, too. The um, one Sometimes I, I think we lie to protect someone else more than we're, you know, uh, protecting ourselves. Could and be. Yeah, I probably lies. told more lies trying to protect someone else versus t- telling lies to protect myself. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fun. All right. Next. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Let's go. <laughs> I, lo- I love digging into the, the meat of y'all psyche here. It's just scary yeah. is what it is. Why is it it's, scary? It's just because y'all are a bunch of liars. I got to lie to protect sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Protect my kids' teeth. Don't want to get this diabetes. Okay. Well, let, let's look at it like this. Let's say you're in the middle of the Holocaust, right? And, and you're, they're exterminating Jews or rounding up Jews. And you're, you're pulling a, you know, you've got a, a hidden space underneath, you know, the whatever, the house. And you're putting them in there. And the Nazis come to the door. Are you harboring Jews here? You lie about it. Is that a lie? Or are you protecting other? Are you protecting human life? I see. I don't think that's a lie. I don't, that's a. It's a deception, but it's not. You're not under. You're protecting human life. I mean, a beautiful life. He lied to his kid the whole time that he was in the concentration camp to make sure that he didn't realize what he was going through. Yeah. I mean. So you're protecting other people. I mean, there's an element. I don't think that's lying. Yeah, it's not. I lying. mean, it's an untruth. It's a decept, deceptive thing. But you're doing it for righteous purposes. You know what, Jennings? I was just thinking, you're bubbling that, over with joy. You were just talking, <laughs> were just talking about the, the the Nazis coming to your door and asking about the Jews, and I, in my head, I'm I'm hearing Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards, yes. like, now are you telling me a lie? Now you're telling me is a this lie. Is a lie that's coming out of your mouth? Uh, that's a terrible Christoph Waltz. I thought yeah. I had a good one. It wasn't bad. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Need a little work. It, it needs a bad. lot of work. It was all. It was man. Leave it awful. up to Bougie to bring you down, man. Yeah. Right. I guess no, no, maybe I'm not gonna lie. He just talk about lying. Lie. Sometimes you need to lie to somebody thought, for their self esteem. I, I, I that had was horrible. Waltz. It was. It was bad. If your if your lie is has the purpose to be deceitful or the purpose to hurt someone else. Okay, so so first of all. Let's let's call it whatever the the religious term sin. Okay, there are consequences to sins that we commit. Some worse than others. Therefore, some things are worse than others. If murder is going to be way more consequential than a lie. Uh, a lie is going to be more consequential than say covetousness or pride or gluttony. Now, gluttony has ramifications to you. Uh, uh, pride has yeah. ramifications to me, but but pride, like I can have pride, and you don't. It doesn't affect you necessarily. I mean, unless it got rampantly out of control, and my vanity is causing you some form of harm. That's that. But but you'd still Daily. rather deal with that than murder. Yeah, you'd rather me be prideful and, and condescending than murder you. You see what I'm saying? So you have to look at that in terms of telling untruths as well. I mean, there's there's it's just it's a different deal. It's a different animal altogether because mm-hmm. the consequences are righteous when that scenario versus something that's being done to someone's detriment. Got me? Can you live yep. a normal life like that? It depends on the norm. What you again? That's why I go back to my original point. What, how do you define a normal life? What is that? So, well, you know, like you know. when we embellish stories about a situation or something like, we're not really lying. We're kind of you know bolstering a little bit with a little false. Is that lying? It's embellishment. The philosopher Emmanuel Kant would say so. I think Emmanuel Kant would definitely say that. 
and 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 that embellishment is um yeah a half truth for a whole truth is an untruth yeah but if i say you hear what i said yeah even if you're telling a half truth a half truth for a whole truth is an untruth it's not a truth it's it's you can't you can't just tell somebody half of something and leave something back or even make something bigger or a or a bigger idea of the truth for the real truth is an untruth as well to your point yeah so you know, I, I'm with you, Sean. I, you know, I t- I'm one of those guys who, you know, I try to be as straightforward as possible with with my personal relationships, and and it bothers me when I know I'm not. Like like sometimes it's, it's like it bothers you. Brutal honesty it's in there, yeah. and so you know you want to tell the truth, and when you don't tell the truth, or you feel like you're being deceptive, it it doesn't feel good. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good when you do that. I think if it starts to feel good. Or it doesn't bother you, then you got a problem. problem. You got a problem, and the worst part of it, and it's a true, it's a true uh, adage here, and that is that is if you lie, you got to tell more lies to cover up the lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how many times we've we been caught in that? I mean, now, you, <laughs> yeah. now you're living a complete lifestyle of deception. And I'm not talking about pathological liars. I'm talking about you're just covering up, covering up, yep. covering up with lies. And that's that's that eventually that wears on you in a big, big way. So. That ain't a normal life. Nope. Anyway, you know what heavy. else ain't normal? What? You. Oh, I know I'm not normal. <laughs> That's why I I've keep never you claimed around. to be normal. <laughs> Stay out of my house, Jason. Damn it. I mean, like, you know, I got cameras, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, have mercy. All right. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Feeding Willie. Feeding Willie. <laughs> I quit right now. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, for Ned Sanders, the younger brother of Bernie Sanders, hanging out in the other dimension. Party fouls, happy camper socks. Happy camper. Oh, Jennings and Bougie Sean, Metro off the camera, Jason, and of course the puppet master Mark sitting over there, and Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, who's always living, keeping us in the ethereal realm where we can... Bring to you our ver- our truth, as Oprah would say. Lies, all our lies. truth, <laughs> and pretty much a lot of BS. Yeah. So I love y'all. God bless. Go to watchchat.com. Check us out on tour. We're coming your way. Hey, come find us in Calgary on the 28th of August. We're going to be in Calgary. Going to stay for a couple of days. Going to hang out up there, enjoy some cooler weather. But uh, tickets are still available, but they're going fast. Sell that sucker out. We'll do two shows. How about that? So go to watchchad.com, get the details, and then go to blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo code CHAD. Sign up for the Blaze and get it year-round. Love y'all. God bless. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.